Welcome to Behind the Curtain, where we discuss everything from aliens and conspiracies to ancient civilizations and religions, all from a biblical perspective. This is it. Yeah. The episode everyone's been waiting for. A few of us. The Watchers was one. Now we're going to talk about... The offspring of the Watchers. <laughs> the Nephilim and also dinosaurs. Let me just say, life finds a way. <laughs> That's pretty good. Life finds a way. Oh, man. The first, the first three Jurassic Parks were okay. The first one, of course, is tremendously good. Yeah. Second one's like, oh, yeah, that's good. Third one was like, okay, we still got Jeff Goldblum. That's good. <laughs> and then after that, it was just like, eh. Well, the first one, I mean, there was nothing like it. Right. And it was really. Well, it was so groundbreaking. Yeah, it brought in, you know, a whole new world of imagination. Dude, and... go back and watch the first film. It's still amazing. Like, oh, yeah. Looking at it, this was what, 1996, 97 when that was made? Dude, it still looks amazing. Like, what they did is phenomenal. I got another one. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts. Hold on to your butts for this one. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, you didn't so say the magic word. I think this is going to be fun because you guys are actually going to, you you guys listening, um, are actually going to hear. <laughs> the two of you listening to the podcast. Yeah. This is kind of what a, a like a real world IRL conversation between me and Josh sounds like a lot of times, what we're doing today. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a lot of speculation, mm-hmm. a lot of things that sound really cool and then we'll have to play some devil's advocate because we don't want to you know like here's like my thing is i'm going to try to i'm going to try to a little bit because i think it's fun to come up with all the theories and stuff yeah. but i still want people to take us seriously yeah, and i think that want, there's a lot of logical objections you want to, all the grounded logical people to still listen yeah we need all <laughs> of y'all to hang on week. do you remember when we started this podcast and i said i was going to rank things on the uh, scale of probably right, uh, practicalness practical yeah, yeah. Well, this is last episode, or the last two episodes got more and more impractical. And I mean, Mount Hermon's not impractical, no, but we, no, no, we got no. into a little bit of conspiracy stuff with that one. But uh, uh, this one is like a 10 on like, uh, <laughs> like impractical. I'd say like an eight and a half. Yeah. So no, it's going to be I got fun. some scriptures to back up what I believe. We're going to say, yeah, yeah. Well, I think, I think there's evidence to back up every side, but that's the fun True. thing about evidence is you True. have to consider all of it. So, Well, this is the thing. It's not really evidence. It's interpretation of the evidence. Um, we all have the same evidence. Very clever. Clever girl. But it's how you interpret. Yeah, clever girl. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, we needed to set up like a soundboard. Like... Like if you say something crazy, I could go nah, uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> we we need like at the very beginning of the podcast, you need to insert the uh, the Tyrannosaurus uh, roar at the beginning. Yeah. You know, that'd be cool. Let's see. Yeah. You extract the DNA to create a dinosaur. A dinosaur. <laughs> well, we're going to extract some biblical and extra biblical texts to create a dinosaur theory. Yeah, yeah. So where do we start, man? I have no idea, really. So again, I mean, uh, just again, y'all buckle up because this is a this episode. I and I'll I'll just come right out and say it. I'm like, winging it this episode. I have no outline, so I will be I will be 
I'll say this. I like what oh, um, Michael Heiser, when he gets asked questions, you know, and he, he says, um, you know, there can be multiple interpretations or, or there's multiple theories regarding a particular subject, but he picks the one that has the most explanatory power. Yeah. Meaning. And not that he puts all his chips in that theory. It's just like, well, this one yeah. makes a lot of sense. So it's it's like if I have if I have problem A, B, C, and D, and you say, here's a solution to A, yeah. and I go, you know what? That also makes B, C, and D make sense. Yeah. I'm probably going to go with that answer. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a good choice. But if, but if, we're, if we're contriving and flexing whatever data we want just to come up with a problem for, or an answer for problem A, mm-hmm. um, you might like it, but it still might not work, you know? Yeah. So, kind of, so kind of like modern day scientists these days. <laughs> flex a lot of truth and make it fit their own. Well, yeah. And that's to your point. I mean, there's a lot of evidence out there, but it's all, uh, it's all about how you interpret it. It's all about interpretation. And think about too, how systematic some of this stuff is. Like when you go to school or like as a kid or what you see on PBS, you know, the children's programming. And Ooh, I like that you said programming. The word programming. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. That was for you, Josh. That's all. Yeah. Children's television. The reason it's called television programming. But like I watched Magic School Bus and, you know, all those shows and learned about dinosaurs and yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. And, uh, they went extinct. You remember that show dinosaurs that was on TV? Jim Henson show? I think so. Yeah. I think it was it. Not the Mama. Yeah, Not the Mama. Yeah. Dude, that was on Netflix recently. Oh, yeah. And I started binging it. And my <laughs> wife, I think she thought I was She's crazy. Like, what dude. are you watching? Yeah. It's like, this is You're hilarious. Like, not the Mama. <laughs> dude, it's a really funny show. Oh, yeah. It's really good. The baby is <laughs> like, hilarious. Because it tries to take all like uh, like real world adult problems. Yeah, yeah. And it's like like in one of the episodes, the, <laughs> the kid dinosaurs are asking where they came from. And they're like, well, a long time ago, we used to eat our young until we got civilized and you know <laughs> like say so the dad's constantly threatening to eat his kids yeah, and stuff yeah. <laughs> it's so funny it's a funny show yeah it is good um yeah man not the mama that's a throwback is there a better dinosaur movie than jurassic park i don't oh, think there is know. really there's not a really a whole lot to my mind. i mean knowledge. there are movies like with dinosaurs like Journey to the Center of the Earth. Yeah, but that's garbage. There's a dinosaur in that. That's that a, one does have underground. Crappy dinosaur. But that one has underground worlds. In right. It. it does have Center of the Earth uh, yeah. civilization. That yeah. whole theory. And mm. um, That is fun. Are you talking about the one with Brendan Fraser? Well, that was a, a remake of an old, oh, okay. old movie, but All yes. Because right. yeah. I like Brendan Fraser. Yeah. <laughs> George of the Jungle? Yeah, No. No, not that one. <laughs> I love, see, thinking, that's another one. I love that one. Thinking, when I was a kid, like, that was an no, awesome no, no, movie. No, no. Encino Man. So funny. Encino Man was Brandon oh, Fraser. It was yeah. classic. Polly Shore. Oh, All right, so Tyrannosaurus Rex. Polly Shore seems to come up a lot on this podcast. <laughs> we should get him on the show. Oh, no thanks. <laughs> Polly, will you talk about dinosaurs with us? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> They're extinct. <laughs> so... <laughs> <laughs> that was, so, my, that was uh, my attempt at a poly shore. Yeah, that was awesome. Don't you cut it out? No, I won't. <laughs> okay, so activating auto Josh. The real, yeah, the real uh, question is like, okay, so dinosaurs, how do they fit into biblical narrative? How do they fit into our 
context and what we think about the world right. and the earth and how old it is and why did God make these giant animals that seem to just control the whole world, you know, with their size and strength and, you know, did God create them? Yeah, is a question well, that's, that a, that's a theory that we've recently been exposed to, which is why we wanted to do an episode on right, this. Right, right. And so, uh, yeah, just these almost mythological beasts that we kind of know little about, really. Yeah. I mean, there's well, a and, lot of speculation and yeah. dinosaur stuff. And we talked in previous episodes about people having hangups. Like, I, I don't, I can't be a Christian because dinosaurs are clearly real. They clearly existed. And if you believe dinosaurs existed, which we're taking the stance that they did, at least for this episode. Yeah. <laughs> no, I definitely yeah, think dinosaurs I mean, there's are people real. out there that are like, no, they did not. Re- they, they weren't real. And they, they didn't exist. They're, they don't really have good evidence. It's very circumstantial. You know, but all the fossils that we find were planted there. That's that's their main theory. Their, their theory goes like, man, somebody claims that they discovered a bone. And then all of a sudden we started discovering more dinosaur bones just where did all where did they like, all come from? All of a and it's like, well, yeah, it's like dinosaur bonanza, you know. Yeah, well, it's like, well, we figured out what a dinosaur fossil looked like, and then they realized, oh, we've got all these fossils, you know. Pretty interesting. <laughs> that makes sense. And then you have the recent discovery of like soft tissue in a tyrannosaurus fossil. Yeah, that's the kind of stuff that I would like to hear an pretty, expert explain. Like, interesting. It, was that in like Russia? Are you talking about the frozen piece of? I don't T-Rex. remember. I know it was a, a, a lady who found it. She was looking under a microscope. She took samples of a fossil and was looking at it under a microscope and found soft, pliable tissue yeah. in the fossil. And it yeah, was taken which, from a Tyrannus uh, skull. Yeah, I think maybe we're talking about the same thing. It seems like it was frozen. Might have been, yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know where where it was or what layer but like geographically it freaked her out because she's like this should not be here yeah well yeah if they're according to my narrative that yeah. i've been taught like this dinosaurs should not exist. i mean that would have been like two billion years ago millions yeah 165 millions? million yeah, or something probably like have that, that wrong. yeah quadrillion million yeah. years two, yeah so i think it's like 165 something like something like that so i don't know i don't know the i don't know a lot about how ice preserves things but it seems like you shouldn't have tissue from from, from what i saw from that old. It, the consensus from everyone was like this should not exist yeah if what we think about dinosaurs and when they lived and how long ago that was this tissue should not be in there yeah that's crazy. But so let's let me just say some of the problems people have with dinosaurs and Christianity. We won't get to all of these questions today, but I'm going to list some of them because you may be you may have asked these questions. Mm-hmm. So we're acknowledging these are real questions and you may want to go research them on your own time. Well, the ark wasn't big enough to fit all the dinosaurs, Ryan. Yeah, because we've been talking about Genesis so 6, therefore the, the flood and the ark, that's a big deal, you know. Yeah. How did I dinosaurs have, fit on the I ark? I have a I have an answer for that, but we'll get to it. We'll get to it. So how did dinosaurs get on the ark? Uh, or like survive the flood, I guess. Um, why don't you find dinosaurs and humans buried together, like like near each other, if mm-hmm. they lived at the same time? Mm-hmm. And I don't mean like next door neighbors. I mean like in the same geological in the same world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, they do have supposedly they have footprints of dinosaurs and humans together. Yeah, yeah. So which some of those I don't know, man. I saw some of those and it looked super fake. I'm not gonna lie, but Maybe it was just so super real. Yeah, it it just my mind it, could not it seemed fake. Yeah. I'm not saying they're all, there's definitely human footprints in places there shouldn't be. I'll say that. There's fake Bigfoot prints, but that doesn't mean Bigfoot isn't real. Yeah, it's true. Because he is real. Yeah, no, the, the, the footprint that I'm thinking of where it's literally like a human and a dinosaur footprint, like a human walked by mm-hmm. and then a dinosaur walked by and stepped in the same place. Mm. 
and it's like a perfect it looks like a yoda handprint it's like a it's a perfect tridactyl like it, it really just looks like somebody just put a stamp in the mud so maybe, there's no i, maybe I feel like there should be like stamp. some impression if you're walking you should have like a heel and a toe yeah, maybe they don't walk the way we do we do right yeah maybe they just perfectly flat-footed pummel, and balanced yeah, and perfectly <laughs> flat pummel the ground yeah <laughs> I don't know. It it just looked very suspicious. Right, right. But, you know, we're not experts, of yeah. course. I think we say this often when we speculate. Yeah. Don't take our word for it. Do your own research. Yeah, so the flood is one. We don't know anything about archaeology or fossilology or whatever well, ologies have to do with dinosaurology. Yeah, the number of human fossils, too. Like, you don't find a lot of—you don't find human fossils. Um, not that they've never found human fossils, but they definitely don't get reported. I did see somebody that said they no, have because them and the they Smithsonian don't get comes and snatches them up and yeah. takes them away. Well, I, I saw a video. Like, oh, you found some giant bones. Yeah, we'll take that. Yeah, exactly. You shut up, or we'll kill your family. See you later. Well, they they say they're mammoths too. They oh yeah. Oh, you think this is a human leg? Oh, it's a mammoth. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a perfect human. It's femur. a mammoth. It's a dinosaur. So what were some of the other dinosaur issues? Uh, <laughs> I had like a ton of them. Uh, well, this has to do with like carnivorous animals in the garden. Oh but yeah. Dinosaurs would have been included. Some dinosaurs would have been. Yeah, included. Yeah, we do need yeah. to talk about like, that. Why did God make? The Tyrannosaurus, yeah. a, a meat-eating machine, yeah, and uh, and then uh, the the known world, you know, by geologists and archaeologists and stuff like human history as we know it. You can go so far back, and it seems like, like I said, since dinosaurs, dinosaur remains and human remains are not typically found near each other, or around each other. Yeah, it makes them seem like they're very distant parts. So, like people would say, well. Young Earth, it, it presents. Maybe they a, just stayed away from them because yeah, they were so well, yeah, terrifying. Exactly. Well, that's one of the. Yeah, <laughs> like, we will address. We that. don't go around the dragons, everyone. But one of the questions <laughs> is around the Young Earth theory because a lot of creationists are Young Earth. Yeah. Uh, creationists. Right. I, I think probably the majority of them. That's like the mainstream creationist right, idea. Right. That is the mainstream. And so, how do you for Young Earth creationism? You have to take all these things that are getting dated billions and millions and thousands of years and kind of like an accordion, like squeeze them all in a really small area. Area, you right, know? right. And so you have to explain like, well, dinosaur bones are only found in certain layers uh, under the earth. And so like, where would Noah's flood have been? Why wouldn't, you know, or how do you explain the dating of these things going so far back? And yeah. anyway, there's just all, there's a lot to consider. There's a lot of different moving parts. Like, you know, not all dating methods are accurate, yeah. you know, like, yeah, yeah. And then you have people who control those dating methods, which are being paid. It's like the ultimate conspiracy <laughs> cop out is. <laughs> right. Of the course. People, but the, it is real. They, like, the, the infamous right, right, they, right, Yeah, right. the Illuminati scientists. <laughs> but you got to think though, like, of course that's not real for every case. Yeah. But you know, there's, there's, there's good and bad people in all walks of life. But, yeah. I mean, they, they, there are scientists who hate God and yep. want a naturalist narrative to, to be dominant. And they get paid for research to find that narrative, you yeah. know, in their research, or they don't get well, funded. And that's something I heard when I was watching a video on YouTube recently about this topic, about like paleontology and stuff. And the guy in the video is basically saying he has to have a second or third job because getting funding for those kinds of projects oh, is so difficult. Work, yeah. And he's not a Christian. Like right. this is in the secular, right, you right. know, just the, the sure. industry as a whole. Yeah. It's hard to get funding for museums and digs and well, I think research. We've, I think we've seen it firsthand with, you know, whatever you think about COVID, the people who had a different I'm opinion. I'm going to have to edit that out now because we're going to yeah. get flagged. You can't say that. <laughs> <laughs> 
the people who like think one way about the virus, like, you know, like, I mean, there's two sides to it. And the ones that don't think a certain way, like you don't hear their opinions, even though they're medical professionals and they're doctors and yeah, you know, it's very, you have to follow the mainstream, right? But think about if it's so difficult for like mainstream archeologists and paleontologists and whatnot, um, for these people to get funding, it seems like even more so for Christian or religious, I'll say it that way. Shoot. Not even just Christian, like it's just if it goes against what the narrative that they're pushing is. Yeah. It's it, to me it's all of this like the god of this world. Yeah. The god of this world. Like there's a reason Jesus called the dark forces and entities. Well, that, and I like how I like how Derek Gilbert calls it psyops, you know. Right, he, yes. he says psychological like, operations is just exactly like, what it is. You know, everybody loves talking about misinformation now. Oh, that's misinformation, misinformation. Psyops, yeah. Well, you don't think about like we have a cosmic enemy that is, yeah. you know, influencing people. On and, Earth you know, and it's in the Bible even kind of alludes to that where the New Testament, I don't remember what book it's in, but it talks about the God of this world has blinded the minds of people. Yep. That's psychological. You know, when it comes to your thinking and your mind and what you perceive, like that's all psychological warfare. Yeah, it is. So where do we start today? I mean, in this discussion about dinosaurs, do, do we start with Genesis 6? Because well, that's where I we've been we the last to, three or four yeah, episodes. I think we need to establish, okay, who created the dinosaurs? Yeah. We got to start in to the quote, beginning, uh, you know. <laughs> to quote Ray Comfort, We should God start did. at the beginning. Yeah, God <laughs> did it. <laughs> you see this banana? <laughs> it's ergonomically designed. I freaking love Ray Comfort, though. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, he, he's cool. I watch his Dude, videos. his boldness is just unmatched. I, that's the thing. You can say and say anything to anyone. People can pick on that dude and say whatever they want about, oh, he he doesn't know, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, it's like, yeah, but he has shared the gospel with, like, I wish I I had the boldness that that guy has. Yeah, that's awesome. not my gift, you know. Very cool. Anyway, that's uh, I think Living Waters. Now, is Kirk his Cameron, ministry. I have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, dude, I grew up watching Grown Pains, so Kirk Cameron's always he's got a little special place in my heart. Yeah, but I love uh, the the reason I say that Ray Comfort had a. He's teaching people how to witness, and he says, it's easy. You can, you know, do small talk, and you say, well, hey, do you know? He says, what did he say? Like, nice weather we're having. Nice weather we're having. You know who made the weather? God, God did. <laughs> God did. <laughs> That's so, like, it's so cheesy, but so true yeah, at the I same know. time. Like, everything has God's fingerprints on it. Yeah, he's the man. Uh, <laughs> all right, anyway, so yeah, who made the dinosaurs? God did. Yeah, well, did he? I don't know. Let's, uh, let's talk about it. Okay, so now we have... Okay, picture in your mind with me a branch. Everybody's a like, tree. what is Josh saying? There's a tree trunk, and now we have two branches. Either God made the dinosaurs or he didn't, mm. or maybe there's a third branch. Or maybe, maybe. there's a, a, an offshoot of that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe God made some of the dinosaurs. Maybe he made some of them. Maybe he made some of the ones that are, you know, not a, not a total threat to humanity. You know, because you think about carnivorous animals like lions or bears or tigers or whatever. Like, yeah, they're dangerous, but they're not a threat to humanity. Like, we have dominion over those animals pretty pretty easily. Mm, yeah. But when it comes to dinosaurs, man, like T-Rex and raptors and all these, like, animals that were the size of cars and some buildings, and it seems like they were designed to just devour flesh nonstop. Yeah. Like, how much meat would a Tyrannosaurus need every day? I'm guessing a lot. <laughs> yeah. You know, if it's the size of a, a three-story building and it's... uh. It's hungry for meat. Pretty, uh, pretty devastating. Well, and that sounds like what we were talking about in Enoch. This is this is gonna really, uh, really hurdle us into what Josh is trying to say. But that passage in Enoch that says that the nef- that they consumed all the works of man, right. and became insatiable. Right. And yeah. so they turned on men and began devouring men and consuming blood. And it says right. con- it says consuming men and all 
all the animals all too. All flesh, yeah. Yeah, this is kind of where I land on this on this topic. Uh, and I credit it to the late Rob Skiba, who passed away just recently. But um, he's got some interesting ideas that I, I always thought were crazy. I had heard this theory a long time ago, and I was like, well, that's stupid. You know, I just immediately wrote it off as being right. dumb. But the idea that when the Watchers came down in Genesis 6, you know, we've we've bludgeoned this topic to death, and we all know what happened, that they created this hybrid offspring of maybe what the Watchers could have did with animals. And I think we've alluded to this maybe with the, the mythological creatures of uh, Greek and Roman mythology. Mm -hmm. I'm sure in most mythologies you have hybrid human animal creatures. Yeah, minotaurs, like, uh, minotaurs centaurs, satyrs, uh, sirens. Uh, so I think, Josh's opinion, that the Watchers corrupted all flesh. Uh, the Bible talks about with that certain phrasing that, that all flesh was corrupted on the earth. That's in uh, Genesis 6, 12 through 13. Mm -hmm. talks about that God looked and all flesh was corrupted. So if we take that literally, <laughs> all like living beings were corrupted. How were they corrupted? We're not really sure. So that's where this like, you know, interpretation is important. Okay, what does that mean? Then you have like the book of Jubilees, which of course is extra biblical. We don't hold it as scripture, but it might give us some historical insight. It has that phrase that birds and beasts and living animals and creatures were all corrupted as well. Yeah. Yeah. It gets a little more specific. Right. And so if you take that to mean in a sexual way, like they did. Or with, a genetic way. Or a genetic way. Yeah. yeah that could kind of like what you were saying, solve some of our A, B, yeah. C and D problems, yeah, you know, <laughs> it could present a solution to it. And that's why right. there's some answers that we come up with for topics like this that I go, that just sounds cool. So I want that to be true. Yeah. Yeah. But then there's sometimes where it's like, well, that could solve right. this puzzle piece and this puzzle piece. And so, right. right. Right, right. Yeah. Like, why would dinosaurs, uh, how would Noah have gotten all the dinosaurs onto the ark? Well, maybe, maybe he didn't. <laughs> maybe they didn't go on the ark. Maybe they died in the flood because they were they part were of this corrupt creatures. Yeah, yeah. That were not supposed to be on the earth. Yeah. And he even, uh, so in the book of Enoch. And then the idea of like, maybe the, it's, it's kind of like this good dinosaur, bad dinosaur. Like God made the good ones that eat, you know, vegetables and all this stuff, even though they were big, like, Noah could have had a baby with him, you know, the yeah. size of a dog or something and bring yeah. it onto the ark. Well, see, that's a, so one of the challenges that I think to that theory, because that's a perfect example of a theory I like. Yeah. Um, you have things today like crocodiles and lizards and birds yeah, and huge. stuff. Like there's things that we would say are ancestors or descendants of what we would call a dinosaur. Right, like people right. will say crocodiles and alligators are dinosaurs, right? right. And so like... Um, you know, how did that survive the flood? You, you see, like, there, you got to have a way with right. that theory. You have to have a way to distinguish, um, like you said, kind of like approved dinosaurs. And right, like, right, yeah. So, you know, I've seen some of the things that they say are ancestors of the crocodile, and they look like a T-Rex or something, you know? And it's right. like, well, well maybe... Yeah, like a Komodo dragon, for example. Yeah, like, yeah. That's a big freaking lizard that's, yeah. that's pretty terrifying looking. But they're not on the scale as, like, what we find in the fossil record of like a Tyrannosaurus. Yeah. That's the size of a freaking skyscraper building yeah. almost, you know, that's like it could just dominate anything with no resistance whatsoever. Well, and I think another difference too that, you know, again, like I'll just and use to alligators me, and as an just example. Just real quick, to me, that goes along parallel with the Nephilim. Yeah. And what we know about them being giants 
who were just enormous right. in size and just totally dominated the human race and obliterated them almost, you know? Yeah. Uh, thus the flood, God saving humanity. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> really. Well, and that's why I wonder, because like, like again, let's say alligators, let's call them dinosaurs. Alligators are modern day dinosaurs, okay? Yeah. Well, you know, if you look at like the food chain, Alligators don't hunt humans. Right. You know? And we can wrangle them pretty easily. Yeah. Dude, they I've friggin- seen Steve Irwin do it a hundred times. <laughs> yeah. Like, we have, we have Those people, are crocodiles. That, I, people that I work with that go on crocodile hunting things and yeah. shoot them, no problem. Yeah. Like, so no threat. They shoot them. Yeah. If they bite you, yeah, it's a threat, but... Well, and the thing is, too, like a lot of those, like Komodo dragons or alligators or whatever, they're also scavengers. They'll just eat dead, right. dead meat or whatever. whatever yeah. But they don't, they don't go out of their way to... Yeah, come after us. Yeah. I, my understanding, the only animal that really hunts or that'll, that'll that attack humans hunt. is yeah. like a polar bear. And that's because there's so little food. Right. They, they yeah, kind of take whatever they can get. go after you. But there's no other animal that on the food chain is above humans. Yeah. I mean, even like sharks and stuff, you know, that we think they're like, oh, they're man-eating sharks. Yeah. No, they, don't, they don't want us. Yeah. They, they don't hunt humans. It's out of curiosity or something. Yeah. It's, uh, so, so, yeah, I think that there are a lot of animals that are opportunistic like that. Sure. Yeah, you know, like sure. I, I would call sharks opportunistic. They, they'll attack humans, but it's not like, it's not like, like they go I had the opportunity them. to eat Taco Bell and I yeah. jumped on it today. Yeah. So, <laughs> I grabbed that crunch wrap. So you could say that there maybe were dinosaurs that um, were pure, that God created. Mm-hmm. And then there were some that were corrupted either by bestiality. Uh, I guess you'd call it bestiality. I mean, they're not sure, humans, yeah. but some, you know, angelic bestiality. Or some form of or genetic, or sorcery yeah, or witchcraft. something, you know, that that's what the watchers taught humans. Why didn't they do it themselves? Or in a, in a modern day idea of like bioengineering right you know I mean, yeah you get that in jurassic park that's yeah the whole premise yeah so like maybe the t-rex or something was was a killing machine maybe it was meant to attack humans you know so what if jurassic park is really a retelling of what happened mm. and they're trying to resurrect the golden age of hybrids yeah mm. yeah yeah well and you and know I mean, that you know that era is called the golden age right right like when, like when the gods ruled the earth. Or oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I yeah, thought you right. meant when dinosaurs ruled. I was like, no, they didn't do anything. Well, yeah, but if it was at the same time, think about that though. Though, like you think of like a giant and the titans and the kraken, you know, and all this stuff of like Greek mythology. That's like huge yeah. beasts, you know, that like roam the earth. Yeah. Release um, the kraken, man. So I would wonder. I mean, so at this point, I feel like we have to explain, because I think some people we talked about the Sethite view, right? Yeah. You know, that like, oh, angels can't cohabitate with humans and have children. Right. So some people struggle with that already. Um, so now you have to explain <laughs> angels doing or Nephilim even doing that with animals. Right. And I would say that like uh, you have there's there's two things that come to mind in my head about this. And again, we're just speculating like this could be totally fiction. We could yeah. be making this up. But there's two ideas that come to my head in defense of that is uh, one the word there for corrupt, like we talked about Noah being righteous and that that word could maybe be in context, be just mean pure. And so if he was the only, his family were the only ones that weren't corrupted. Right. And then look at the way that the word Enoch or the book of Enoch. And like, like you said, Jubilee, that it uses that word corrupted. They, they corrupted all their ways, you know, yeah, the corrupted and all so, flesh. Um, that's the same way that 
like when judgment is given by God to the watchers in the book of Enoch, it talks about how they corrupted their ways and they were, they were, they became impure and corrupted because of their relations with human women, you know, not because human women are bad, but because that was off limits. Right. Right. So the idea that maybe if it means all flesh corrupted their ways, it could be a sexual connotation there. So Uh, check this out. Here's two references that I'll go ahead and quote real quick. They're short. Enoch 7.5, which we can make sure that's correct. It says, they, being the Nephilim, began to sin against birds, beasts, reptiles, and fish. To sin against them. How do you sin against an animal? Yeah. That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Uh, Well, a lot of times when that phrase is used in the Bible, it's talking about like, like, uh, like lying or, you know, something like right, yeah. you commit adultery or something. That's a sin against your, your body and right. your wife. It's and against you, them. How do you sin against so an animal? So Enoch could refer to that. And then Jubilees 5.2, it says that men and cattle and beasts and birds and everything that walked on the earth were all corrupted in their ways and in their orders, which is orders. interesting. Yeah. Hmm. And they began to devour each other. Hmm. So it's just interesting phraseology that yeah. the writers use there that that could really lead to this idea of yeah well and again copulation and then yeah. amalgamation <laughs> well and the the only reason that makes sense is in context we're using the same language to describe what happened to humans women and yeah. mankind right we're using they're using the same language to describe right. what happened to animals the watchers so copulated with women and produced yeah. giant offspring yes. which were human but also divine and they and they turned on humans and devoured humans and and so if the same yeah. the same scenario and we just you know replace human women with animals yeah then you have you would logically have animals that were part divine or giants yeah <laughs> yeah and you get that in mythology all the time right. I know you yeah, already mentioned that that's but all of your yeah all yeah. of your mythological creatures yeah like. All your the Leviathan and Cerberus and yeah, uh, all that stuff, you know, Griffins, Hydras, and, and <laughs> Hydra. Yeah. yeah, yep, it happens. So, some of the dinosaurs may have been killed in the flood. Uh, you know, another thing in the Book of Enoch, one of the when God judged the Watchers and the Nephilim and men, right? It kind of gives like a three tiered thing. It says like the men were going to die in the flood you know, or that there was going to be a flood. So it's a, he said, go to the son of Lamech and tell him to, to be, to set himself aside and prepare, you know, that there was going to be a deluge or a deluge. <laughs> that freaking word. Yeah. From the South, man. So I'm going to say, de- I'm going to say deluge, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So that there was going to be a flood. And then, uh, then it says that the Nephilim, it said to send them to basically pit them against each other, that mm-hmm. they were going to destroy yeah, yeah, yeah. each other. And so, you, like in my head, if we're talking about dinosaurs now, dude, talk about Battle you, of the Gods. You huh? kind of get that uh, that vision of like a dude riding on a T Rex's back with a spear, Bro, like, you know, yeah. very uh, or the whole like you know uh, the whole like Perseus fighting the 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 what is that thing called the lion with the friggin' scorpion tail? Oh yeah, like a manticore. Manticore, or a, yeah. yeah. I think that's in Wrath of the Titans. There's like yeah. a manticore that he fights. But um, yeah, you get all these weird hybrid animals and. So like that in my head, like that's a pretty cool scene. And think about you know? like I mean that's it. It doesn't. It sounds far fetched, but when you think it through and you really like ponder it, okay, like if the powers of darkness and the sons of God are trying to corrupt the earth and they they want to rule over it, you know they want to rule humanity and rule everything that God has created there. 
it's not far-fetched that their plan that they had for humanity would go along with the plan yeah. for, you know, all the other life. Yeah, and you know what? And I, I would to like... To just cause chaos and they're like, right. oh, you know, we're going to rule over all this. Right. I'd be interested to see, uh, because when we talked about the Watchers and stuff, we we brought up the Anunnaki and Apkalu yeah. and like stuff like that. Which so are depicted as hybrids. They're depicted as part fish, yeah. Fish, or part bird, some part of them are. bird, eagle, yeah, hawk looking heads. Which dinosaurs... Birds are apparently dinosaurs. All the Egyptian gods are all hybrid animal people. Yeah. Creations. Well, even even you know in the secular history, like in the the knowledge that we have from studying geology and archaeology and stuff, when they talk about extinction events, it, the dinosaurs go extinct, but like birds and lizards and certain fish and things all of that do stuff not. Carries on. So like why. You know, <laughs> I also think it's interesting. I've mentioned this before, but just on that note of them being depicted as part fish and part bird, that fish and bird are made on the day before d- land dwelling animals and humans. And so it's almost like there's kind of this, I'm sure there was some sort of mythological um, uh, association there of like something being before men, you know, like something right. being wiser right. or, yeah. you know, something older than humanity. I don't know. I don't. I haven't seen that anywhere. I haven't studied that yeah. that idea, but uh, like I could see that, you know. So, mm, that's but a good point. Yeah, but um, dinosaurs, I guess, would be land dwelling animals, though. So they would, you know, like a T Rex would be right, right, land dwelling sure. yeah. animal. But there's, I mean, there's a lot of uh, ocean dwelling dinosaurs, supposedly. Yeah. Yeah, so I that would have been. Can't think of any other names, but yeah. they were in the, well, the Jurassic Park movies. Ichthyosaur <laughs> and the Plesiosaur. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you, know, you got Loch Ness. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. is Nessie. Is well, he's a just a sturgeon or something, right? <laughs> just a big sturgeon. Just a big fish. And, and you know what else was around Loch Ness? Aleister Crowley's mansion. Oh, yeah. That Jimmy Page from Led Zeppelin bought. Oh, was he bringing a portal? Was there a portal in the lake? I'm just saying. Crowley was around there. Dinosaur was around there, maybe. <laughs> I'm sure there were. The waters. Well, you know where there were. Uh, you and I have talked about this before. But I'm you, pretty sure his mansion was around Loch Ness. I would like to look that up. I would like to do a. That's a perfect example. I'd like to do a study, maybe one day, about concentration of uh, like fossils that we found mm-hmm. uh, compared to landmarks and stuff. Because, mm-hmm. for instance, you and I have joked when we talked about this theory about dinosaurs being alive at the same time as humans and them being hybrids or right. or you know whatever. Um, the Quetzalcoatlus. In oh, Central America, bottle. yeah, bro. Central that's, and South America. Dude, that's a crazy. Topic. So they they named it after the Mayan god or Aztec. There we go. The Bullskin House is a manor that was bought by Jimmy Page. It's on the southeast side of Loch Ness. What? Alistair Crowley. They find monsters there. All right, what were we saying? <laughs> I was saying that the uh, yeah, is it Mayan or Aztec? Quetzalcoatl. Yeah, one of those. The god that they worshipped is depicted as a feathered dragon, which yeah. they, you the know. plumed serpent. Yeah, which they, you know, if you look at non-avian dinosaurs, that's what they call them. Like birds would be avian dinosaurs and um, or like pterodactyls and stuff. Right. But like a lot of modern depictions of raptors and uh, T-Rex and things like that have feathers or fur, you know, like some kind of hair on now them. Now they do. Yeah. Yeah. So think about in all these cultures, this depiction of like feathered dragons. Yeah. You get that even in Asia and stuff. But like, could that have been a symbol? They they that's always associated with something divine or something. Oh yeah. At, uh, supernatural. I mean, could they have been sacrificing to dinosaurs? You know. Yeah. And so anyway, Josh and I have joked about this, but dude, in when that you go region, look up the Quetzalcoatl, like dinosaur, yeah, 
Dude, that it's thing terrifying. is terrifying looking. <laughs> yes. It's like a giant, it's like a pterodactyl, but like more evil looking. Yeah, it's got a huge head bigger. and neck. It's like, it's like taller enormous. than a giraffe. It's like the size of a bus if it was standing yeah. up. Yeah. So I was like, man, if uh, if you had like a Nephilim. If they saw that like walking around, they're like, oh my God, it's a god. That's what, Yeah, that's what I would have thought. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, maybe if it was a Nephilim, or maybe if it was some sort of hybrid, mm-hmm. maybe it was in league. Like, you know, people train dogs and stuff, or people train animals like horses and stuff all the time for battle. So maybe the Nephilim are teaming up with these dinosaurs and, you know. That was their mount. Yeah. In Warcraft. Kind of like, kind of like the Nazgul and the, the beasts. Yeah. Yeah. The flying, yeah, the dinosaur flying thing. Yeah. That's, that's kind of what I think of. But I was like, yeah, if I, if I live there, I'd I'd probably be sacrificing that thing too. Shoot. Or maybe they shape-shifted into those things. Well, yeah, it's like, hey, serve us, we're going to eat you. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Okay. (laughs) Exactly. Whatever you say. (laughs) So. Whatever you say, catch a quaddle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just interesting, like, I don't know. Uh, the drawings of dragons are always pretty much the same. They're long, they're serpentine, they kind of swirl around. Yeah, and we had this little debate earlier about, okay, they have to have forefront legs oh, to be considered a dinosaur. I was getting very picky with Josh about, <laughs> he said something looked like a dragon. It was a lizard. There's a lizard that has wings. Yeah, yeah, the little lizard, uh, I think it's in South America. It's a little... I'll have to look it up and see what the name of it was, but but it has it's like a little legs. tiny. It looks like a little gecko, but it's got it's got these little extended like wing things that come out off its back. Yeah, let me look it up so it can glide. It's pretty cool. Talk amongst yourselves while I look. But it I, Josh said it was a dragon, and not being the nerd that I am, said, "Is it a real dragon, or is it a wyvern, <laughs> or is it a?" <laughs> so, in case y'all didn't know that, if uh, if it doesn't have separate wings, it's not technically yeah. a dragon. If it's wings, if it's like a bat. Where it has wings on the front forearms, that's a wyvern. <laughs> if it has no legs, it's a worm with a Y. Okay. Uh, from what I'm, and here, here's the picture. And then I think of a Drake. So I think it. a Drake has four legs and no wings. So it's called a Draco lizard or Drago. Oh, or, sure. Yeah, but, so, yeah, yeah. Of course, they named it after so, a dragon. Um, it says it's found found in the Philippines, but it's a, it's supposedly like a little gliding lizard. But it's got these little. It kind of looks like f- like fish, like fish fins almost on each side. Yeah, like little that skin. extend out. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like there's little bones inside there. Yeah, go look it up. The Draco lizard. Maybe we can post that. Yeah, on Instagram yeah, or I'll something. Do that. Yeah. But yeah, dude, there's dragons in all these ancient cultures. I actually watched a video the other day about the origin of the dragons. All the in way lore. up until like medieval times, like which yep. is not a whole long time ago. Yeah. Really. So. Just really interesting. Like and there I, thought, are, I always thought it was interesting that like you picture like the classic medieval dragon and it's got like scales, you know, right, armor right. or whatever. Breathing fire. Yeah, but but a lot of these other cultures had had these ha- like hairy or feathered dragons, mm-hmm. and I was like, that sounds like it could have been a like a a real like maybe a dinosaur or oh, something. Yeah. You know, I want to say Alexander the Great talked about or mentions a dragon being in a cave. Yeah, there was some beast in a cave, and people think yeah, it might have been like, a dinosaur. Yeah, there was like a dragon that was in there, and it would breathe fire. Well, that happens a lot. I saw something about Romans. Like, did Romans find dinosaurs or something? Yeah. And this is kind of where it gets back to, like, like I said, I I wouldn't be okay with somebody saying all dinosaurs were created by the Watchers, no, and no, no. they all died in the flood, because you clearly have things that survived. Right. 
yeah, that you know, are part of or seem to be connected to that yeah. family tree. Now, something I did find, but it's the same with like humans. Like they did right. the same thing to humans. We're still here. Like we're not exactly. You know, right. Yeah, things were preserved in the right. art. There were some bad humans that were hybrids, and they they were destroyed. Well, and you can't even after the flood. You have the giants. Yeah, the Nephilim clans that God was like, go kill them all. Yeah, and we assume too that there were carnivorous mammals too. I mean, we're talking about reptiles and birds and things. Right. That are that would be considered dinosaurs, but like think about lions and tigers and bears. Oh my, yeah, right. Like that would have been on the ark too, I assume. And so you can't you can't make the argument that all carnivorous, all quote unquote destructive creatures were evil, right? No, that's, no, not you at know all. that's the natural order of things right. that God created. So and um, then the whole idea of like, oh well, the carnivore, you know, animals. How were they? Why were they in the garden if they ate meat? What did they eat? And yeah. Um, yeah. But you have, a, but you I've have, heard a couple of theories on that too. Right. So, like, I mean, you have animals now that have sharp teeth and can can eat meat. Yeah. But they're most of their diet is, yeah, well, is like vegetation. Bears. I mean, right, look bears, at bears. Yeah, right. They're omnivores. They'll eat berries and right. you know whatever, and they also eat fish and deer, whatever right. they find. You know. So yeah, you 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 know, I think it. You could find a scenario. The real reason I I like the. I'm down with a lion eating an apple. Yeah, <laughs> it's kind of a weird image, right? It is, isn't it? But think about this. Uh, we mentioned this when we talked about Genesis um, 1 and 2, that in Isaiah, when he talks about, he says, the wolf will lie down with the lamb, the child will play with the serpent. Like, yeah. And he, he names carnivorous animals lying down with, you know, prey, right. basically, living in peace. Right. So yeah, that's the, the idea. idea is peace, yeah. Yeah. So it's the idea that God is going to restore the, that a peace, peaceful order, right? yeah. So then, so is it a literal recreation of Eden? Does that mean that those animals were in Eden and didn't eat meat? Yeah. You know? Maybe so. So I, th- I think you could take that literally if you wanted to. Like, I don't see a reason or why not. Or maybe they just ate each other. They just didn't eat us. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that's another question is like, they could, could animals die in the garden? each other, yeah. I mean, you're telling me that Adam never stepped on a bug or something? and Yeah, maybe not. There maybe wasn't they human had force death. fields or something. Like, the death that it talks about was like human death. I, there could have been animal and insect and yeah. plant. I mean, plants died. So here's a, here's another theory, okay? Um, I've heard this before that what if there were either A, no carnivorous animals in the garden, or B, no animals at all? Because when it says that Adam named the animals, it says God brought the animals to Adam. It says that he formed them from the ground and brought them to Adam. Uh-huh. So maybe they were out of the garden and he was like, I'm giving you dominion over all the earth. Let let me introduce you to what's out there uh. and brought them to Adam. Adam named them and they didn't live in the garden. Right. So then you're, how did they get outside? The, how did they get outside the garden? Well, <laughs> in creation, I want to say Alberino has a theory that's like that. Really? That, that dinosaurs were not a part of Eden. They were outside of Eden. Yeah, so I I think that there's because coatomism, right? Yeah, there's right. constant debate over whether there were humans back then or not, sure. like other humans other than Adam. But is it possible? I think we always just kind of assume that there are animals in the garden. Mm-hmm. But what if uh, what if there were not, and um, whether there are animals in the garden or not, what if animals were outside the garden? Because yeah. you have the whole Genesis one creation story where he creates birds and fish and land animals and and then Genesis 2 stops and kind of retells the story and says, God planted in a garden in Eden and made man from the dust and put the man in the garden. Right, right. So if the garden is kind so of like this. somewhere outside of the garden. Exactly. For There's still land the outside the garden. To the garden. Yeah. 
where was he when he was created? Yeah. So that that's kind of what I'm saying is like, if you have carnivorous, like if, if you're like, man, well, I don't believe there was any death in the garden, which means um, no lion is jumping on a gazelle in the garden, right. you know, or but excuse me, a tiger they were. or a lion, whatever does that. When he comes into the garden, it's like a safe zone yeah. for Adam. Yeah. Like they're not going to kill you. They're they're going to eat vegetables if they're around you. Well, and we but asked, once they go outside the garden, then it's like game on. It's like uh <laughs> like playing a It's like a safe MMORPG, zone. MMORPG, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a safe zone. Yeah. Your safe house. If you don't know what that means, it's massive multiplayer <laughs> online <laughs> role-playing game. <laughs> but yeah, you're not you're typically not allowed to kill people in cities. Yeah. And if you go into the wild or into a non-safe zone, you can fight other players, you know. Right, right. So uh yeah, it could have been a safe zone. That's cool. I like that. But yeah, like I think that makes a lot of sense and then you have the natural order going on like carnivores eating you know animals and didn't he say go out and and like yes go out and like subdue the earth yeah subdue it like bring it under control yeah we asked that question right you know when we did that episode Genesis 1 outside the garden of Eden it was kind of chaotic yeah what does Adam have to subdue if he has to multiply and subdue the earth so a lot of people again co-atomism like that's where a lot of people want to make get out there and wrangle that T-Rex yeah 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 (laughs) but a lot of people maybe Adam wasn't as uh, as small uh, like average sizes we think maybe he was a big guy he could have been big could have been very could big have been tall i mean there were other megafauna yeah back then right giant animals megafauna what's the other mega megafauna like where plants and stuff well, were that bigger. would be flora megaflora flora yeah flora <laughs> and fauna dude like i remember going when i my family went to costa rica we went there for a year on mission and uh went up in the rainforest and dude they have these elephant ear leaves that like grow out of the ground as big as my dad my dad's like like six foot and dude these leaves were just like enormous we took pictures by them it's just amazing so like if the climate is right right yeah the climate the certain climate yeah things grow bigger and and stronger and so that's the whole the antediluvian world bro we don't know humans we don't know what the climate was like how dare you we don't know what the climate was (laughs) like and how big stuff was you know even humans yeah I'm picturing like uh, you know some Power Ranger stuff, like punching a monster in the face. Like <laughs> Adam's like, subdue the earth, <laughs> subdue the earth. <laughs> yeah, start playing some. Oh, you could. What's that song? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Led Zeppelin. Yeah, Adam's just throwing up. Connected to Aleister Crowley. Oh gosh, wow, we've come full circle. I was just throwing a right hook at him, <laughs> like this giant, like a mammoth or something, you know? Uh, oh, jeez. Uh, that's dope. Um, so, yeah, you could have had predators outside the garden. So, and then that would have given Adam something to subdue, I Right, guess. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, it makes sense. Extend the garden, plant yeah. plant plants and things. and Make everything like Eden. You know, another kind of kind of swerving back, which we're still at the beginning, at, earlier in the podcast when we talked about, like, your three three routes like if god didn't create all the dinosaurs that's still what we're talking about yeah, yeah. again because we find that interesting and maybe people have never heard this theory before no they probably haven't at um all. <laughs> yeah well it's hard to defend too like i've tried to find evidence for it and it's people people that ask this question like forums and stuff typically get shot down real fast yeah and of course you're not going to have any professionals that take it seriously i think so but um the geological record you know if you look at like you know, the the periods, uh, like the Cretaceous period and the Mesozoic era, like right. those things, you yeah. know, they, 
the basic, like the elementary fifth grader definition for, for the geological time scale, I think is what it's called, is that the deeper down you dig, the older things are, mm-hmm. you know? Well, I, I heard, um, and it's a lot more complicated than that. So like, if you happen to be a geologist and you're listening to this, please don't shoot me. Like, <laughs> I understand it's more complicated Just write us a nasty email. <laughs> yeah. Come on our show and explain yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I would love to Let's hear. see how tough you are. No. <laughs> <laughs> no, really, I would love to have people chime in on this. But I heard uh, one explanation that if you, you know, believe Noah's flood was a global flood, mm-hmm. And uh, it, the Bible says it took like 100 days or 150 days or something like that. I don't remember mm-hmm. to flood for the flood waters to totally rise. Um, they were talking about all the catac- cataclysmic events that would have been going on around the world if there was a global flood and what could have caused it. And they were saying that these geological layers, um, because they are connected to elevation or, or depth, I should say depth, yeah. um, that it makes sense why all of a certain species would be buried at the same time, right? Uh Because the idea is that animals need food, so they're going to live wherever that food is abundant. Uh And they were saying that like dinosaurs would live in lowland areas where there's lots of humid, moist vegetation. Yeah. yeah. Whereas humans could live at higher elevations. Mm -hmm. And if the world starts flooding, humans are going to move even higher and they're going to have a month or a couple months to do that. Right. Yeah. And so the theory that this guy presented was that those layers of the earth don't represent time, like going backwards. Mm -hmm. They represent, uh, like floodwater levels. Yeah. So a certain, you know, certain animals would have all been, they would have been able to reach maybe a certain height or something. And then they would have been wiped out by the flood. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and then it, if you have cr- creatures that live more inland, it would have taken more time for the water to kind of come in and fill up. And, mm-hmm. you know, so they, they tried to explain these geological so levels. You, so by, you think the flood was, cause I think in our minds, we're always taught like the flood was like this instant bam, you yeah. know, of water and it just killed everything instantly. But yeah. maybe it was a slow filling yeah. up the well, bathtub to, type let's scenario, see. you I know. I pulled up Genesis 6 a second ago. And it let's... just creeped up on him, you know, kind of like the whole like frog in the boiling pot. It just kind of slowly heated up more yeah. and more and more and more and then you're stuck. Yeah. Well, and even if it was, even if it filled up fast, humans are still more capable of climbing than right, most yeah. other animals. Yeah. Like. I mean, we've we've been through a flood where we live. Like, we know what it's like to try to get your stuff to higher ground. Oh you gosh, know, yeah. I mean, yeah, exactly. You know, imagine the whole world flooding over several days. You still would have had time to move. And then, and then they were saying that that also answers the question of why you see fewer human remains and hu- human fossils because the last creatures to get flooded would have been the, as the waters receded, mm-hmm. they would have been the first ones to get washed out. So there may be human remains like out in the middle of the ocean or maybe they got it ate up or something. But yeah. anyway, I thought it was an interesting theory. Yeah. Uh, my problem with it is it sounds very simple. Like I would love for a professional to critique that yeah. idea, Yeah. but it, it kind of made sense to me. Right. Um, well, I mean, these professionals don't know everything. Yeah. Well, <laughs> and uh, apparently, like obviously it would have to be a a professional that has some faith, some Bible-based right, exactly, faith, right? Yeah. Because I would want them to take my question seriously. I don't right. want someone to go like, well, the Bible's a myth, so yeah, none it's of like, that well, happens. this is not real. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, thanks, smart Like guy. that uh, that professor Robert, what's his name or whatever, that talks about the cataclysms. He says that Noah's flood could have totally been real, but, uh, you know, he was the guy on, on Joe Rogan talking about Atlantis, 
the bearded dude. Oh yeah, yeah. I yeah. forget his name. Yeah, he's cool. But he's he's the one that kind of like we think of the Earth as like very young. But if you realize how old it is, and you realize like we've only been around like known known history, mm-hmm. we can only look back six or ten thousand years or so. Right. Yeah. And I know ten thousand years violates young Earth. So like, just yeah. just bear with me. Forgive us. Yeah. <laughs> you guys know what I'm trying to say. Like. By carbon dating and geological record, you can only go back so far. Right, right. Well, that would make sense if the if the Earth were millions of years old, it would have gone through. Like, think about how many periods of ten thousand years you go through, oh, and God. if you had like a cataclysm every ten, twenty, fifty thousand years, yeah. you wouldn't have remains from a million years yeah, ago. They'd you be know, pulverized. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's why you don't find writings, you know, from tablets and you know, like anyway. So I, I we'll have to find that guy's video and maybe put a link to that mm-hmm. on Instagram. He's not yeah. a Christian, but he's very much like, you know, well, it would make sense why all these ancient cultures might write about a flood because right. I think he's just, is old enough. He's just to, honest. Yeah. He looks at yeah. the evidence and he's like, well, honestly, this is what it looks like. Yeah. He does. He doesn't seem to have a, a narrative that he's trying to push. Yeah. And then the thing about the flood taking a long time, like what you just said, yeah. um, where you don't really think about the time frame because Genesis six, that, you know, one through seven or eight or whatever it is before when it says Noah is righteous. I think that's like verse eight or something. Mm-hmm. So the first six or seven verses of Genesis six is the only part of the whole Bible that we get that talks about the sons of God cohabitating mm-hmm. with women, right. human women and having Nephilim babies. And so we pictured as this really short period of time right before the flood, but really it could have been hundreds and thousands of years, Maybe, you know, Maybe. because, you know, people lived much longer back then, yeah. apparently. And so um, I think in the book of Enoch, when it talks about God pitting the Nephilim against each other and destroying each other, mm-hmm. it was something like 500 years mm. uh, for them to like be destroyed. Yeah, how old was Noah when he built the ark? Let's he was, see. He was a couple hundred years old, I believe. It says he was 600 years old when the waters came upon the earth. There you go. So... 600 years. So yeah, think about like for like, 500 years if there just, had been... Giant I mean, wars. To us, that's like eternity. Yeah. 600 years. Yeah. Can't even fathom. Yeah. Like it would kind of make sense. You would think, well, how would you have time for all these dinosaurs to exist and these Nephilim to exist and societies to be corrupted and go to war with each other? And like, mm-hmm. didn't the world get flooded and wipe them all out? Well, yeah, but that could have been 500 to 1,000 years yeah, worth of. Been, yeah. You know, think about how many. Civilizations can rise and fall in a thousand years, you know, without having it right in front of me right now. It seems like in the book of Enoch, it said uh, 500 years was determined for the judgment of the Nephilim or Mm, something like that. mm. So, I mean, you know. Yeah. So you definitely have time. Like if you put it in context. Yeah. Like you definitely have time for there to be dinosaurs and all those things. Right. And we don't think about timelines too much when we're reading the Bible. Yeah. I mean, as as far as like the average Christian, we're just reading the highlights and we're like, oh, these are all strung together. This is how it was. No, there's a lot of stuff. To read those six verses, it takes 30 seconds. Right. So in my brain, it's a very short period of time. Right. Right. But it wasn't. It was. It's like a highlight reel. It's not the whole game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just something else. When you guys study the Bible, picture that, like put it in context Mm. or try to as best as you can, you know. Um, what about Medusa? So let's see. Oh, <laughs> Medusa. Medusa was like a woman slash like snake. And then the whole like the idea that all of these things are like reptile-ish serpentine type creatures is pretty interesting too. The fact that 
the devil is mentioned in serpentine language, and then the seraphim are burning serpents. It just yeah. seems strange. It just seems like it all can, yeah. could connect in a serpentine way, you know, with that imagery. And Yeah. Okay, I found the I found the timeline of the flood. Here you go. So I feel like I should have known this from. You're like, every... sorry guys, it was thirty days. Yeah. In between well, <laughs> I mean, you, you might feel silly when I read this, but uh, <laughs> but you know, we we should have remembered this from our Sunday school nursery well, rhymes. Like forty that days. It was forty days. For, yeah. 40, That's how long it rained, right? Right. It says that uh, the flood continued forty days on the earth. Well, let's see. It says. Well, it rain. also talks about the, the depths, the ocean, uh, the funnels or whatever under the ocean opened oh, up yeah. as well, not just rain. Yeah. So it says rain fell upon the earth for 40 days and 40 nights. And then later, so that's verse Genesis six twelve. But Ryan, a day is like a thousand years. Mm. In the- <laughs> well, that would, I mean, that would help this argument. Then you would have thousands of years for these creatures it to go extinct. for 40,000 years. Yeah. Noah got really old. <laughs> Noah was really wet. Yeah. His kids were dragging him out of the ark, like on a bed, <laughs> on a stretcher, you know? No, a thousand years is not literally a day, you guys. Right, I'm sorry. Right, yeah. I just, I don't like that. <laughs> There's a lot of things I try to like play both sides on, but right. I don't, I really don't like people using that to explain Genesis no, 1. not at all. So, that, I'm not saying... It has to be a literal day. I'm just saying don't use that scripture. Yeah. So. Uh, well, better is one day in your courts. Than a thousand elsewhere. Than a thousand elsewhere. Hallelujah. A thousand years. Yeah. Well, okay. All right. You've convinced me, Josh. <laughs> you found a, one more passage and that Noah has that. And lived 500 years. <laughs> in- <laughs> oh, gosh. Lord of mercy. So this says, uh, yeah, so verse 12 says um, rain fell for 40 days and 40 nights. It says the flood continued for 40 days on the earth and the waters increased. So now is that an additional 40 days or is that the same 40 Sounds days? Sounds like it's an additional and then it says, uh, and then it says, talk about every, every living thing dying. And it says the waters prevailed, verse 24, the waters prevailed upon the earth for 150 days. Yeah. So in this video I was watching where the guy was explaining it, he was basically saying you have a period of 150 to you know, 200 days maybe for right. the waters to rise, which would have been enough time for people to move. Right, right, right. And they would have all died eventually, but they, the last humans to die would be at the highest places mm-hmm. and animals would not have been... You know. Now, didn't didn't God give Noah? I think it was like 120 years that he built the ark. Yeah, I want to say it says that somewhere. Look that up. Well, it would be in the same chapter. It should be. We right need here. a we need a Jamie like Joe Rogan that looks up all of our info for us, like on the spot. Like, hey, pull this up. <laughs> Make sure. Yeah, I'm that's not... funny. Yeah. <laughs> By the way, we're not really endorsing Joe Rogan. I just happen to have seen those videos. Oh, no, yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan's got some really great, great stuff, of course. Uh, It's very dirty language, though. Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Just saying. Watch at your own risk. Unsaved people. It's not Christian. Yeah. Have unsaved mouths. (laughs) It's all good. How long was it, Ryan? How long did he build the ark? If it was 120 years, that's a a lot of time for people to to see a, a... Oh, I'm looking. A boat construction. I, said, I just realized I said Genesis 6. I meant Genesis 7. That's what the timeline. Oh, gotcha. That's what the timeline is. So Genesis right, right. 6 should have Noah building the ark. Ooh, Godzilla. That's another dinosaur-ish creature that we don't think about that has a lot of mythical stuff attached to him. And you know what we haven't talked about? Speaking of Godzilla. King Kong? Yes. No, <laughs> breathing fire. Oh, yes. Like we talked about dragons a little while ago. Yes. 
And so. even those medieval accounts of dragons talk about breathing fire. Yeah. And the Bible says Leviathan yeah. breathes fire. Yeah. Again, that whether you think that's literal or not. That you know. fire comes forth out of his mouth or something. Yeah. Doesn't it say it's something like that? Flames of smoke. Smoke of you know, whatever. Yeah, I don't smoke know. and ash or something like that. Yeah. There's a guy on YouTube. I don't remember who it was, but he talked about, I was listening to him talk about in this lecture, how the myth of the dragon is not so far fetched for to be real life. And he talked about like these cavities in certain dinosaur skulls that are empty, like in their, in their head, like nasal cavities that could have housed like glands. Yeah. Like, and he gave, he gave an example of the bombardier beetle, how it has these two glands that are attached to its abdomen. And when it wants to fend off a predator, one gland will shoot, like it will shoot a certain chemical and the other gland will shoot at the same time. And when they mix together on the outside of its abdomen, it causes like a caustic, like acid, like a burning, almost like fire. It looks like a bomb going off, thus the bombardier beetle. It, like there's smoke yeah. and it's almost like an explosion. But it's just interesting how it was designed to where these two glands come out and they meet each other on the outside. And when they mix together, it blows up. So he yeah. was like, he's like, it there could possible. have been some sort of thing, you know, thus yeah. the myths of dragons breathing fire. Or, well, and if I were a watcher or Nephilim making an animal to destroy humans, I think fire would be a pretty cool yeah, he's feature like, to include. <laughs> like uh, like uh, Dr. Evil with the sharks and laser beams attached to their heads. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a freaking yeah. shark with freaking laser beams <laughs> attached to their freaking heads. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, well, I mean, there's uh, there's all kinds of myths about, you know, dragons and creatures that have poison and acid and stuff like that, too, and you see that in real life. You yeah. Know? So, I mean. Yeah, definitely. Um, well, the whole, like, spitting cobra thing, you know, and the seraph. Yeah. The burning serpent that would spit venom, you know, up to, like, 10 feet in somebody's eyes. Yeah. It's crazy. So, I would say um, we'll wrap up here in a minute, but, like, we did not explain the branch that what if God did create all the dinosaurs? Mm. And I, I will just say that I think the explanation we gave about there being carnivores in Eden and stuff and that uh, not all carnivores destroyed humanity and, you right. know, whatever. Right. I think there are explanations for why. I guess if if you believe God created all the dinosaurs and the stuff we've been we've spent the last hour talking about is totally bogus, <laughs> then you can just believe what everybody else believes that dinosaurs yeah. went extinct over time. Yeah, I mean, and, we're talking know. about, we're talking about the stuff that is not mainstream because yeah. we hear mainstream all the time. That's all we hear. Yeah. Every commentator, every like, everything is geared toward the mainstream. So yeah. this is a punk rock podcast. We're going to talk about not mainstream. Yeah. And we're we not, haven't, uh, we haven't addressed like evolution because I know people use dinosaurs like common ancestors. I mentioned alligators and stuff earlier, you know, yeah, yeah, like yeah. there's all these different types of alligators and reptiles that had a common ancestor, you know? Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to totally say that that's false, but Kinda. I don't think, yeah. you know, see that. I don't know. We, we should, we can explore that in a future episode. Well, it's like, do humans have a common ancestor in the ape? Yeah. Is that true? Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. I don't think so. But. I don't think so either. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because people that talk about that are like, you know, there's only a, I don't, I'm going to make this number up because I don't remember, but yeah. it's like, there's only a 4% difference in the DNA of a human and an ape. Yeah. And it's like, well, yeah, that 4% is what, <laughs> what yeah, makes me a human and them an ape. makes me smarter it than It doesn't them. mean that there's a common ancestor. <laughs> That's why we're building buildings and yeah. they're throwing poop. I will say just, just for the sake of this, because we've talked about the flood and geological record and stuff, I think that... <laughs> I don't, I don't, none of my ancestors <laughs> threw poop that I knew of, <laughs> Josh. 
yeah. <laughs> Don't you cut that anyway, out. Anyway, all right. <laughs> I'm going to move on. There's but a big I difference, do, yeah. I do think there's a difference in uh, what people would call natural selection mm-hmm. and and macroevolution. Sure. Or, or yeah, microevolution, yeah, 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 too. Yeah. But, like, yeah. the idea that the Earth has changed over time and certain species thrive and certain species don't, yeah. that's totally different from saying something became a different species. Right, exactly. Uh, so, again, that's a topic for Something, another episode. Yeah, things can adapt, but, but changing its whole genetic makeup is yeah. something else. Even, like, the whole the cool topic of, like, domestic versus wild animals and, like, like God made some animals for our enjoyment, even, like, beasts of burden, like cattle and oxen and stuff like that that, that humanity has used yeah. to work, you know? You think of the workhorse and stuff like that. Well, you know, you could say that a lot of domestic animals are bred. I mean, so that's a form of genetic, uh, it's a form of bioengineering, kind of. The cat in your house is a hybrid animal. <laughs> hey, I, well, nephilim, it really is. A it, it's not cat. a hybrid. It's not a hybrid in that it's a. Maybe yeah. that's why cats act weird. Yeah, it's not two different species, <laughs> dude. Uh, <laughs> just go type in Google. Fill in the blank with any animal you want, but like our blank from space. Right. And there yeah. are people that say like cats are cats are aliens. Yeah, yeah. Fish are aliens. Well, think of like think of like okay, like the Amazon or something like. Some animals are, 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 it seems to my logic is like for our enjoyment. Think of like a beautiful parrot, you know, like yeah. a macaw or something like those are not life threatening. We can touch them and see them and have them as pets and yeah. they're not going to eat us. And then you have like cougars and leopards, you know, that are. I don't know, man. Have you seen not, Tiger King? Cause he had, they're not, he had lions as they're pets. They're tameable for a short period of time, I think, and then yeah. they just snap. And they're like, "No, I'm not doing this anymore." Well, that's their nature, yeah. It's, <laughs> right? Yeah, they, you can't. You're not breeding out their nature. You can't you know? tame the nature out of them. Yeah. So now I will say, what it's about ligers? The idea of, oh yeah, dude, where they take like a lion and a tiger and yep. make a liger, dude. Yeah. And what are they? They're giant. They are giant. They're giants. They're but you know giant what else cats, they are? Which is they are really interesting. They are um, sterile. Like those can't reproduce. Mm. Um, so the Nephilim couldn't reproduce? Well, that's that's <laughs> maybe, something you'd have maybe. to speculate on. Now, the, maybe the Nephilim just I lived a long time. I think it's interesting, though, that they're giant, though. Like, yeah. their skulls are, like, three yeah. times the size of, like, a normal, like, cat, yeah. like, wild cat. Mixing species. And I think they have a lot of, like, problems, like, genetic problems. Yeah. But it's interesting. Is that satanic? Well, that's some of the so, stuff that some of the stuff we're doing, like mixing breeds of that's animals. That's what I was saying stuff, is, is like if like, you had like again, witchcraft in the context, like if you put the timeline in context, if you have hundreds of years, you you don't have to have watchers, um, which, by the way, I, I didn't get a chance to say this earlier. But look in mythology, Zeus and other gods shapeshifted, by the way, they did. And you and have they mated with. Yeah. Stuff. Yeah. And you have you have stories about like the Minotaur, the way the Minotaur was Zeus. made was they put this woman under a spell and made her mate with a, a bull, you mm. know? Mm. I mean so like you have this so stuff. So there's in mythology. like witchcraft involved too. There is witchcraft Putting involved. Putting her under a spell and all that yeah. stuff. So bestiality and witchcraft are involved. But if you want to take a purely materialistic, naturalistic route, right. if you have the context that maybe there were hundreds of years, you could breed dinosaurs, maybe. Mm. Mm. You know? I mean, maybe so. Maybe there's a natural explanation too, but it still maintains the watcher idea that right. they were trying to destroy. Right. They, maybe right. they were breeding animals to destroy humans. Yeah. You know? And it's funny that we're still doing this stuff. Yeah. Like you think well, that's it, you why know, I it's say highly that because scient- we, 
like domestic dogs and stuff. Right. Yeah. Um, you have wild dogs. Right. That have been over time they were bred and that's how you got domestic dogs because right. they're you know. Well, even even so, like the the more like nefarious type stuff, like cloning animals yeah. and like that whole technological side of it. That, that maybe that was going on. Where Tim Alberino says we might be headed toward the days of Noah. You know, yeah, like just weird technological well, human animal. That's another thing. Stuff yeah. going on. Like if if you believe that there is all this genetic, um, you know, I've heard all these different people we've talked about before call it seed wars and gene wars yeah. and bloodline you know wars and like mm-hmm. whatever but if you believe that there was some sort of fiddling mm-hmm. with genetic material mm. um then when jesus talks about the days of noah that we could be seeing that it in the modern be, science yeah, world you know be, yeah it could that be, could be a qualifier to what was going on with the watchers yeah tampering so, with god's creation yeah and, you know, they like that whole, like, the coin phrase, you know, playing God. We shouldn't be playing God, yeah. you know, with these types of things. Yeah. Why? Because it might unleash something. <laughs> might. You never know. And then, like, the whole merges with, like, AI. Yeah. Like, a creation in our image yeah. really is what it is. We're, we're playing God with this stuff. And I'm saying technology is bad or anything. It's not inherently bad. It's what you do with it. But it is kind of weird. Like that we're, you know, we're creating in the image of God. We create and, you know, we want to, we want to be like God, but some of this stuff starts to get a little weird. Well, I think you, uh, you know, like we talked about iRobot earlier right. before we started recording, right. but in, in the human, <laughs> this is a totally uh, non-Christian way to talk about it, but like <laughs> the collective consciousness, the collective history, right? Like, it's almost like humans know that this is bad for us because you have stories like iRobot where... They create this There's AI. There's a revolt, bro. Yeah. <laughs> it turns yeah. on you. So, um, well, it's the same with like Jurassic Park. You know, it was like, oh, we're going to create these, you know, these animals that once ruled the earth. And like, yeah. And then it goes horribly wrong. <laughs> yeah. And you find yourself Jeff Goldblum with his pants. No, that wasn't Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum wasn't the one that got eaten on the toilet. It was the no, other guy. No, no, it was that other dude. Yeah, no, Jeff Goldblum. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum survived because he was in the other movies. Dude, Goldblum was the one that was like, no, no, yeah. we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> yeah. Turns out the old man was a watcher. <laughs> Bruh. <laughs> it, was a, it wasn't a, a, st- a cane. It was a staff. It was, uh, a, it was a sorcerer's staff. Yeah. Bro. Well, yeah. This is the kind of stuff Josh and I talk about off the podcast. This is so fun. This is why we started doing this podcast. This we were like, we need to record some of these conversations. And so see we go if people... from like extreme Bible, like uh, exposition yeah. to... Uh, watchers and aliens and dinosaurs. We need to talk about Bigfoot, dude. I'm sure some people got... <laughs> I'm sure some people were upset when we suggested that angels could mate with humans, and now we're saying <laughs> an- angels can mate with animals. Oh, like... you didn't like that? Well, how about this? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, I feel like we presented our reasons why, and that, and we're saying it's just a theory. We're speculating. It's a fun theory. So maybe They're... Bigfoot is a hybrid from the watchers mating with apes yeah or maybe he is a well i've heard people say that they think bigfoot is a nephilim that has shifted he's either shape-shifted or wearing a disguise and so he would Uh, still be a hybrid in that case uh, okay now i'll say this we did not talk about we mentioned shape-shifting but shape-shifting is something that's very real in a lot of cultures very much yeah so uh, well the bible it doesn't say but there's some scripture passages where 
God tells Israel to go and wipe out the Amalekites, Amalekites, for example. And people have always been kind of puzzled by like where he tells them wipe out everything, even their livestock. Yeah. Women, children, and livestock included. Like kill all of their animals. Yeah. It's like, why? Why why do they have to kill the animals? Well, there was a myth slash Jewish tradition that Amalekites being giants could also shape shift to look like animals. Yeah. And so if that was in their minds at the time, they're like, let's kill the animals too, just to make sure, you know, in case they shape shifted into an animal, we'll kill them too. Yeah. <laughs> so they don't get away. Or even uh, women and children too. I feel like, Crazy, dude. like people are like, well, why did God order them to, to kill women and children, which seems very cruel. Right. You know, why would a loving God do that? Right, right. But people don't understand the context again, that you have the shape shifting idea first, right. like maybe they shape, maybe they could disguise themselves as a child, right? Maybe, maybe these sorcerers or whatever. Yeah. But also the idea that like that whole population that that was a giant clan right and so they these, weren't supposed to exist <laughs> yes so either they were all genetically corrupt or just the loyalty and like and worshiping these gods corrupted them mm. and and so god had to terminate that yeah. you know that clan in that line basically so again yeah, this wasn't and, a, this wasn't a race war this isn't like god's a cruel god and then another thing like, i think people. that we they forget sometimes is like god can do what he wants even if it doesn't make sense in our minds. Yeah. Like God opens up the earth and kills 2,000 people of the Israelites because they were freaking worshiping other gods. But that, that's exactly it. Because they were worshiping right, other yeah. gods, it they were in rebellion. It wasn't just for nothing. But, yeah. you know, it's like he saw fit to do away with them, and so he opened up the earth and swallowed them. Yep. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's crazy. But, it you know, is. he's God. <laughs> so uh, just before we close, Noah building the ark, mm-hmm. the traditional belief is that it was 120 years, yeah, but that's, that's not in the Bible. Oh, uh, okay. The gotcha, reason they gotcha. think that is because God says, I will only abide with man for 120 years uh, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. they, people go, oh, it took Noah 120 years to build the ark. Mm. But uh, that's not, so it's just kind of, it's a, not a direct link. It's a theory. And then I was going to say that the, the word, uh, I was trying to find it real fast that. So our next episode recap is going to be like, well, you remember all that stuff we said? Yeah. <laughs> it's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to go find all the evidence against it. No, it's all, it's good. It's uh, all, it's all good. Yeah. Close another closing note, Amalekites, since you mentioned that they're, the name actually means blood liquors. Like, right. Yeah, it does. You know, and so, right. so first of all, ritual impurity yeah, or paganism. The whole idea of like lapping up blood. Yeah. So Nephilim, right? They yeah. were consuming the blood, consuming were all flesh. Bloodthirsty beings. So this is why they had to be wiped out. But on the shape shifting note, consuming blood is very significant too, because a lot the like Native Americans and African, yeah, they believe this in DNA. You had to have hair or, you know, fingernail or blood or, you know, whatever. You had to have something. Mm-hmm. And to be able to turn into that creature. Mm. So um, the idea is that they consumed the blood and had the power I would really that. like to talk about all of this for our Halloween episode. Yeah, we can. So all of the weird... Yeah, because when you get into blood blood stuff, you then you have vampires. Vampirism. Werewolves or shapeshifters. Werewolves. Dude, there's a story about a guy called Peter Stubb. Go look him up. He was convicted of like 19 murders or something in Europe. This is like back in like medieval times maybe before medieval but he confessed through torture that yes i did kill all these people and i ate them and there was often a wolf that was sighted in the area and he was like yes 
I was given a magic belt by the devil, and when I put the belt on, I would turn into a devouring wolf. And he's like, that's why I killed all these people. That's ridiculous. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, yeah. And while he's being tortured, they're like, he confessed all of this. So do you think it was coerced, or do you think it was... I don't know. Because, I mean, if he was being tortured... But still, but if still, they, were they like still a bu- killed him. Like, they still, they still killed, him, killed yeah. him. Like he was, he was doomed to die. Well, and if but... he said he, if he said he cannibalized all these people, and then and that there was a wolf that was seen around the area, yeah. I mean, you have to explain all the murders and stuff. I guess pretty crazy though. Yeah, that's interesting. They never did find the belt. Yeah, man. I mean, our our storybook idea of like vampires that and that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> what if it was like a braided leather belt, you know, like you get from like Sears? Like Walmart or something. Like St. John's Bay belt. I just picture in my head like. It's just a rope. Something like, you know, a pentagram and like fangs <laughs> dripping blood and like something you would look at and go, oh yeah, that's bad. Oh I yeah, that's wear a that. werewolf belt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely a werewolf yeah. Why belt. Why did you put that on? It's clearly evil. <laughs> Why would you wear that? That doesn't go with your outfit. You must be stupid. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, even even like modern day vampire cults, like they're, dude, right right close to us in New Orleans. Mm-hmm. There's uh, Oh, yeah, the hub for all that voodoo. There's and all groups that stuff. of people that they get together. They think they're vampires or they want to be vampires. They'll cut each other and they'll drink each other's blood. It's yeah. like a social event. Pretty pretty wild so see we we came up with this crazy theory about dinosaurs we've been talking about dinosaurs the whole time y'all didn't know it was going to open the door for now we're getting it that's we're... why we wanted to do genesis 6 and enoch so bad is <laughs> yeah. because you don't realize that opens the door to all the stuff yeah why is there all this evil and stuff in the world well it's because of things that happened in exactly. genesis 1 yeah through and it's not just for like oh we want to talk about evil weird things yeah. let's talk about no it's like there has to be a there's origination a, there's a, you know an origin point yeah, <laughs> yeah to all the evil in the world yeah and even that that's what Enoch says, like the the plurif- proliferation, is that right? Yeah. Of evil is because of not the fall in Genesis 3 with humanity. That was part of it. Yeah. But the excess of evil and the spreading across the whole world was due to the watchers and Nephilim. Yep. And even the spirits of the Nephilim now still terrorize people on earth. Yeah. I, to me, it just makes all that stuff, A, well, I don't want to say less shocking because that sounds like, I'm I'm jaded or calloused about right. things that I should not be, but right. but it it's not surprising when you hear that these things happen because they've been going on for thousands of years, right. and we know yeah, where they exactly. come from. They were right. taught to humans it by just, these this evil is the whole beings. Thing. It makes sense. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. As wild as it is, it still yeah. makes sense. It's still logical. It's not illogical. Yeah. It's and it's wild, uh, and it's hard to believe sometimes, but it, it does make sense. Yeah, man. Cool. I had another thought on top of that, and I forgot. There's so many things I could say about that, but <laughs> yeah, that'd be a cool Halloween episode. To yeah, talk about we could talk about like spooky nymphs stuff. and fairies and gnomes and trolls and yeah, all that stuff. That's all fun too. Which, yeah, man. Which people in medieval times thought were very real. They all well, they all lived in the forest. I mean, didn't were you are. talking about like Nephilim spirits that were like in certain regions? I mean, we know like Azazel was like in the desert. Well, there was like some of like the like lived in tree lands and valleys. And no, mountains I don't think and they have like mountain trolls. And then yeah. they have like the, you know, all the fairies and nymphs that are in the forest. Well, it would make sense. I feel like if you had, I feel like all these ideas kind of connect. Like if you have the evil spirits that are the disembodied spirits of Nephilim, mm-hmm. the unclean spirits, 
and you have the Watchers that descended. Now, supposedly they are in Tartarus, so they're not really right. so they're not in play anymore. anymore. Yeah, but but their offspring are. Uh, yeah, so the offspring of the Watchers, and then you have like the territorial gods. From yeah, I was just about Genesis to say 11, like principalities, like maybe Deuteronomy these certain spirits inhabit certain yeah, places. There may be geographical themes for these right you know maybe the the power or the influence that they exhibit you know like mermaids and sirens and all yeah. that they're all in the ocean and yeah. yeah nymphs fairies and trolls and orcs and ogres and like we think about all that just being oh it's just all made up yeah uh, maybe it's not <laughs> dude and maybe speaking, what we have now is made up you know it's, right. it's been stretched out and well like i said like vampires but, like you think of like I mean, if you're really young, you're going to think of like Twilight or something. But, right, you know, yeah. you might think of like Dracula, yeah, Dracula, right. Nosferatu, like right. stuff like that. You know, our storybook vampires are different from real life vampires. Right. And uh, if, you you, if you talk to like uh, Dr. Judd Burton, he's got a whole thing about vampires like all over the world. Yeah. Kind of like the mythology of like giants and like a giant flood and all this stuff. He's like, there's vampirish like deities and demons like yeah. all over the world. Well, there's all all kinds of cults have bloodletting rituals and yeah, things that involve blood and human sacrifice and right, stuff. And right. you don't think of that as vampirism, but it is. And uh, consuming blood. And that's what that's what Genesis 6 and Enoch and... That's what Hollywood even is. In, I mean, think about when God told Noah... So Adam and Eve, the whole vegetarian argument, right? Mm -hmm. Adam and Eve are told that uh, all the trees would, you know, the fruit of the trees and stuff would be their food. But um, when Noah and them get off the ark, he says, I've also given you every animal for food. Yeah. Uh, But he says, don't consume the blood because the life is in the blood. Right. And in the Levitical law, it says, don't consume the blood. You know, a lot of people think, well, why? Why why would that be forbidden? And it's because... um, you know, it it's because these pagan nations would perform rituals that involved attached to warlocks yeah. and witches and, and spells God and being a god of life, right? Yahweh right. is a he's the living god. We talked about that right, last yeah, week. Yeah. So being a god of life, anything that violates his life is is sin. Right. You know? And so think about even um and, and I, we're not saying like, hey, if you eat a rare steak, you're going to hell. Yeah. Like it's it's the blood and the, the purposes of like ritual, yeah. connecting it to the spirit world. Yeah, because they like were like sacrificing and, right. you know, you couldn't just go kill an animal and eat like burgers like we do today. Right. It was a it was very ritualistic. It was a process, yeah. Um, yeah, there was a process. But also things like like a, a lot of people, especially feminists, have problems with like the ritual, the ritual cleanness laws like, oh, if you are on your cycle and right. you know, then you're unclean you're for this many unclean, days. And, yeah. Or like if you, you know, if men have any kind of emission or whatever, right. Or yeah. if you have an same, open sore, same thing, open yeah. sore. And it's uh, Dr. Heiser, of course, uh, you know, we talk about him all the time, but his, he gives a very simple, very good explanation. He says, Yahweh is associated with life. Right. And when your body has an open wound or, you know, if you're women that are menstruating, right, or, you right. know, men, you know, whatever happens, when that's that's life leaving your body you don't think of the about like that thing right, as like the a, blood a is loss coming of out. life yeah that yeah, yeah. so yeah God, the it, idea the ancient idea well not even ancient just the idea that when blood comes out of your body that's not a good thing that's yeah. that's what keeps you alive yeah <laughs> and god doesn't say those things are like moral sins right it's just it's, yeah, it it's makes just, you ritually impure you right. couldn't be in the right. living god's presence when you lose life, like right. that's, you know, exactly. Yeah. That's it wasn't kind a of moral the idea. thing every time it was like, just, Oh, this is what happens. Like, 
So, and, and it seems very strict, but I mean, God's got to be strict because that's who, that's who well, his he character doesn't is. want you to die He's got when a you go uphold. to see him. Like, yeah. like if you're ritually unpure, like you could die. Yeah. <laughs> but the idea that he represents life and fullness, right? Life to its fullness. So anything that looks like losing life, that's why it was ceremonially unclean. Even, even up to like the New Testament, dude, like where the Corinthians are gone and they're supposed to be having communion and they're getting drunk and eating too much and people are left out. And it's like, Paul says literally that some of them died. Yeah. Like some of them just straight up died for taking this thing not serious. Yeah. Like, like God is like, look, I'm a serious thing. My presence is a serious thing. My yeah. holiness is a serious thing. Like, and again, it seems cruel, but that's another example of it being actually a mercy. Right. Him, it's yeah, like he's warning true. us, like, don't come into my presence when you have this. Right. He even, and you even get that, even though we don't follow those ceremonial laws anymore, you get that in the New Testament. He says, like, if you if you have something against your brother, go and, and talk to them. Yeah, and, before you, know, you bring come a to witness me, make and, it right first. Yeah. You know, like, forgive them. And, and uh, if you can't reconcile, bring, bring somebody with you or bring it before the priest or the mm-hmm. court or whatever. Yeah. So God gives these rules, even in the New Testament, to say, like, I can't. I can't have that in my presence because I represent right, life right. and perfection. And let's, you know? let's, let's distinguish because, you know, I think people that have grown up Christian, sometimes we get this idea that rules are bad and that rules are like... Well, that's the world. I mean, right. it's like non-Christians Why does God want to put the all these rules on me? He doesn't want yeah. me to live free. It's like, well, no, the rules are because he loves you. Yeah. I heard this pastor one time, he gave a great story that like really hit this home for me was... He's like, if, if you're a dad and you have your kids, you build a fence around your house, you know, like little kids, because you don't want them wandering off. They could die. So you set up a boundary, yeah. you know, a law, you know, that keeps you in a safe place. And it's not that he doesn't want you to go out. You know, when you get older, you get more mature. You can go out and venture and take care of yourself. But right now you need boundaries. You need laws to keep you safe. It's because he loves you. And, and so... Yeah. yeah, it's pretty interesting. And it's also, it teaches us about God's character, too. Because, like, think about it, the priests. The priests couldn't have open sores and wounds. They couldn't right. have broken bones because they represented God to the Bro, people, they couldn't right? have, like, Great. certain, like, clothes and, like, yeah. cloths sewn yeah. together. They had to have their beards trimmed a certain way. Or, like, I mean, there's so much. And I've thought about that, too, like, um, like the moral law. People say, well, you don't obey all the laws in the Old Testament. It's like, well, the moral law still applies because it represents God's character. Right, like, right. God doesn't lie, so right. I don't lie, you know? Exactly. So God is teaching me about his character yeah. through his rules. And so. even Jesus said, be holy like the Father in heaven is yeah, holy. Yeah, really. How do we know what his holiness well, is? We, we have fulf- the rules. We fulfill the holiness of God's law through Christ because yeah. he fulfilled it for us. Yeah. He lived perfectly. Yeah, so I know that I'm I know that when I have faith in Christ and I follow his commands, I'm so representing you know the whole, God's like, character. I identify as something like I identify yeah. with Christ. Yeah. Like, like yeah. that's our identity. Yeah. Like you can identify as a, uh, you know, uh, a furry. <laughs> I'm going to identify <laughs> oh, as, you know, being with Christ. <laughs> yeah. Well, <laughs> do you think that anyway, dude, that's another thing we could talk about. Like people like wanting, deviant, to, uh, like people wanting to be animals. Alternative. Oh, like oh. there's so many things like where people want to be animals and they like modify their bodies and like yes. like the the thing about the furries thing it is oftentimes a deviant sexual side to that yeah which is interesting well there's also connections between like um, someone who is sexually immoral and who is like violent too 
Oh yeah. I mean that much. that seems to True. be a connection. It, there's you can kind of all these things the that extreme, are immoral yeah, and sinful. The extreme you know? like like sin that's unbridled and un you know yeah. hinged. It just it goes that direction. Yeah. It seems. It's it's just interesting. Even toward uh, children. Yeah. Like when sexual urges and all that stuff are not like kept in place and like held back. Like it seems to go that direction. Yeah, like it always kids, turns. It turns violent. It turns yeah. like just crazy, you know. Yep. Animalistic. It's it's something. Yeah, man. And I think that's a part of the days of Noah as well. Yeah. I think that ties into it as well. Well, because we we've seen that. Like, what if the Genesis six story was about angels having relations with human women? You know, if we're defying the Sethite view and saying no, it was spiritual beings. Like that's a or even if it wasn't spiritual beings, it still represents like something that's out of order right. sexually, right? <clears throat> right. And then Sodom and Gomorrah, out, they were right. sexually immoral, you know? And, uh, you know, we could spend an hour talking about that. And then yeah. I think in uh, the previous episode when I was talking about Phineas, I said Midianite women. I meant uh-huh. Moabites. Ah, thanks for that I'm, I'm making that correction now in case anybody caught that. But, yeah. yeah, the Moabites sleeping, the prostitutes that were sleeping with the uh, men of Israel, this is right after the donkey talks to Balaam, right? Oh, yeah. And God kills them. Was that God's way of like having his little hybrid moment, like talking through a donkey? No, (laughs) no, No, but, but it does, you have the talking animal motif there, you know, that that represents something spiritual, right? Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, that this was, this wasn't just sexual immorality. It was a ritual, you know, it was a spiritual worship thing. They were worshiping Baal. So anyway, there's all these connections to, to sexual practices that we don't think about. Funny that you mentioned Moab because the Bible talks about the lion-like men of Moab. Have you oh, read that? Oh yeah, that they're called the lion. He was called uh, yes. Said they were lion-like, yeah, or lion men. Yeah, which could mean you know they're just fierce as a lion yeah. or whatever. But maybe they were hybrids. Yeah, maybe so. <laughs> or uh, what was the other one? I was gonna say even Paul in the New Testament he says that no sin clearly affects the body as sexual immorality. Mm. Paul may not have just been talking about. Don't have sex before you're married. He might have been saying, like, right. look at our history and all yeah. the crazy things look that happen around the, this. Yeah, <laughs> look at all the crazy stuff that's I mean, come they would through. have been living in the Greek times. They would have known about and, the gods yeah, and, and like, hybrids and all I don't think we stuff. ever, like, framed it in this way, but it's like all of these problems, it stems from a, a sexual dysfunction. Yeah. And, a, and Yeah, that's a context you don't usually put it in. And then when Jubilees talks about, like, going out of their orders. Yeah. Like, all of these men and animals and all this stuff, like, they were corrupted yeah. out of their order. And we talked about Grotto of Pan last week. <sighs> yeah, that was highly sexual. Yeah. So, and there was sexual immorality, but that included bestiality. It wasn't just humans all the time, you know? So, like, so yeah, a lot of people make sexual immorality out to be, like, don't have sex before you're married. Don't have sex with people you aren't married to. Don't, you know, like the L, the whole LGBTQ thing, mm-hmm. like, oh, don't practice these alternative yeah, lifestyles. Unnaturals. But you don't you don't think about it as like a ritual, like God designed my body to fulfill this There's purpose. There's a spiritual thing that goes yeah. on. Yeah. And so Paul was protecting that. Paul we was saying, you don't realize as, this right, affects your body this right, way. It does. Well, not it's just your body, thing. but there's a, the two become one. Yeah. Physically, and I think spiritually as well. Yes, that, that there's a spiritual side to and it. And when, 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 that's, when that's corrupted and that gets ripped apart, you have pieces of this one on you and you have pieces of you on this one. You know, yeah. think if you like glue two boards together. Yeah. And, and then, then you, you rip, rip them, them apart. apart. You know, you're going to have particles of each board stuck yep. on each other. And it's like, that's yep. the whole idea of like baggage. Yeah. You know, you have relationship baggage. Yeah, man. You're carrying on, you know, what was one. It's now been separated. It's a big deal. People don't want to treat it like it's a big deal. They want to live free and all that. Right, yeah, it's not, it's not a big express deal. Express yourself. And but here you are, you're like spiritually connecting to all these different people. Yep. Well, and again, you just, instead 
studying these kind of fringe topics, sexual practices are, is just something that just comes up in all of them. So I really think, I really do think like when Paul said, don't you realize no other sin so clearly affects your body? I don't think he was just talking about don't do it before you're married kind of stuff. No. Like, I think he was talking about that and things that are much worse than that. You know, like this may have been the context he was using there. He may have been saying, look at all these pagan practices that involve this. Well, I think he had that in his mind. You know, we see that in first Corinthians where he's talking about head coverings. Yeah. And the head covering thing was a sexual thing. When you really study the history of it, which we can't get into at the moment, but when you, you know, the hair of a woman was considered at that time a very sexual thing. And so that's why they were covering it. Yeah. And Paul is like, yeah, cover your hair because of the angels. Yeah. And so it's like, what? Because of the angels? What does that have to do? What does the head covering have to do with an angel? In his mind, if that's something sexual, we don't want Genesis 6 to happen again. Yeah. We don't want to, you know, to flirt with that, and we don't want that to happen because all Because of the angels. Bro. And that's where we're going to end it. <laughs> <laughs> we're going to cover our heads. <laughs> yeah. You don't think about that kind of stuff as rituals. I was talking yeah. to somebody about that the other day. Mm. But um, we started out just talking about started dinosaurs. started out with dinosaurs. We talked about we blood. Like vampires. <laughs> we talked about rituals. We talked about sexual immorality. So we've covered a lot. We're going to come back to those rituals and blood, that kind of stuff. We'll go deeper into that in another episode. Dude, our Halloween episode needs to be like crazy. Yeah. That would be... I would. I mean, I would enjoy talking about it on any day. Vampires, it's a very interesting topic. all the scary stuff. But just know, as a Christian, the Holy right. Spirit, what, what does it say? Greater is He. That's in me. That's in me as he is in the world. Yeah. Hallelujah. So these people are dealing with real spirits, and we are too. We're dealing with a real spirit that has oh, authority yeah. over those spirits. Definitely. And authority over those things. So go pray and study your Bible. Be prayed up. You never know what you're going to come across, mm-hmm. you know? Um, Dude, it's so exciting to be a Christian. Yeah. Like when you really like see the, the see, you know, more of the picture than you yeah. know, your Sunday school. Well, if you think about it as like, <laughs> oh, I go to church. I go to this church on Sundays. Monday through Friday, I work for this guy. And yeah, then yeah, yeah. I go to church on Sunday. If you think about it like, I'm freaking Aragorn. I'm going to go, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go slay this, <laughs> you know. You shall not pass. Yeah. <laughs> if you think about your Christianity more like Lord of the Rings. That's or, how it is, man. Dare I say Dungeons and Dragons, you oh, know, something yeah. like that with all these. Yeah, man. You don't think about your Christianity like that, but that is what we've been brought into. Dude, the spiritual on, world is much more active. We're than on you. a spiritual campaign. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> we're man. Rolling the dice. We're always rolling twenties with with the Holy Spirit, bro. That would make a cool T-shirt, man. Snake eyes, baby. It's always a critical role with uh, <laughs> a critical hit with. Hey, if you've never played D and D before. Um, I don't know. Maybe y'all watched the first episode of Stranger Things season four. Dude, D and D got a huge comeback after Stranger yeah. Things, man. She she rolls a twenty. When they're fighting Vecna in the beginning of uh, season four. Okay. So you guys have a little bit of context for what I'm talking about. Mm, but you mm, can make mm. a t-shirt with Jesus. It's always 20s, you know, oh, something. bro. Rolling 20s. Natural 20s. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's going to stop listening now because they didn't know I knew about Dungeons <laughs> and Dragons. He's the devil. Like, well, yeah, these, these guys know about Dungeons First and Dragons. Harry Potter, now D&D. <laughs> Amen. I like fantasy stuff. It's, in, it's entertaining. Oh, my God, yes. That's my favorite. Yeah. So... The cool thing about the Bible is it has all that, and it it's does. not fantasy. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> it's, it's real. It's very real. It's freaking real. It's fantastic. So, yeah, man. <laughs> hey, if you have friends that are into uh, fantasy stuff, Dungeons & Dragons, Lord of the Rings. Uh, 
That what was the one you the game you mentioned earlier? Uh, World of Warcraft. Oh, Warcraft. Yeah. <laughs> Share our podcast with them. Say, hey, did you know that stuff is real? Yeah, you should listen you know to this that, podcast. That your game is biblically based. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we can do a whole episode later about elves and dwarves and dude, let's do it. That's that would be fun. Yeah, man. Um, so send them our Instagram handle. Yeah. At behind the curtain PC. PC. You can message us questions and like our photos. Yes, you can. Instagram you can, is the is the is the easiest way to contact us yep. and do things. If you you're old fashioned, you can email us. Write us at PO Box uh, <laughs> Gen Six. Yeah, no. <laughs> our email is behind the curtain PC at gmail dot com. Yep. Josh and I, I hope, if you didn't believe us... Ryan's phone number is 555-876-5309. What is... 555-5555. Yeah. Attorney Ryan Perkins. If you've been spiritually abused... Just hit five until he answers. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's a real attorney somewhere. It might be, yeah. I mean, they always get those numbers. Call it and tell them to listen to the podcast. If y'all... What I I was going to say earlier was... If you didn't believe me and Josh that we we could talk about weird things, I hope you believe us now. Oh yeah, we we finally got to some pra- impractical, impractical stuff, but started we with tried the practical. To, we tried to base it on some Bible we, dude, stuff. Dude, we did a lot of practical to get to this. Yes, and there's a lot more practical to come. Oh yeah, we just have to. We're just going to hit both, both hit, sides. Yeah, we got to flip both sides of the coin here. This is how we learn. This, this is how we grow. This is this is reaching all people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, man. So send us your questions. Send us your weird questions. Yeah. Send us your practical questions too. You know, message us on Instagram, email us, um, mm-hmm. like and subscribe, and share. And share, share with your friends and family. All right, guys. Have a good week and uh, watch out for dinosaurs. <laughs> Clever girl. <laughs> <laughs>